0: that was hilarious but um yeah we're back it's been about a year years worth of time had to figure out how to log back into you know the little software i use Mm -hmm. turns out they actually blocked it because some one person and there's not that many listeners so i'm really confused as to who tried to like hack into the account but the if you log in or try to log in one too many times, they're just going to block the entire account. Turns out they deleted it, which whatever. It just gave me another free trial to work with. So back at it again with the Culture Bros. We have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. here with Martin, of course. I'm going to call him, uh, uh,
1: what is Dad, it? I Mom, think i seen you, you, you on... No. Of course, as oh. soon as we start recording, my child enters... What's that? (laughs) Um.
0: Children are the best blessing on the face of the planet.
1: What's a podcast? Mm -hmm. It's when people record themselves talking about nothing. That's weird. Good
0: explanation.
1: Yeah? (laughs) Do you want to be a part of my podcast? No, thank you. Alright, close my door. Tell Tell her I'm doing that. Tell her heard that I'm doing that. Doing it? A podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh,
0: kids are great. That's going in, by the way. She'll
1: probably be back up here soon.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, how's it been to see you being Mr. Uh, Big Daddy over there? I think that's what they call you. Seeing you on uh, Crazy Rich Asians.
1: Shit, man! I wish Crazy Rich Asians was a like the motherfuckers were rich. I don't know how else to say it because like, <laughs> man, I was jealous the whole movie. I,
0: I never really seen. I seen like a few things on like Hulu that had like Asian. It was probably I think an Asian family in California, and how they take trips to like Tokyo and Thailand and just throw money into the ocean for fun, I guess.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Nah, I mean, it's a good movie. It's a cute little movie. How accurate would you say it is? Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. Uh, I I mean, for the area that it's set in. So, it's set in Singapore. And Singapore in Asia is, like, Uh one of the wealthier wealthier countries of Asia. And I, I would say it's pretty accurate. Like... The people there It's almost like New York You know how like in New York they say You could either be walking next to a millionaire And not know it Or walking next to somebody that's homeless And not know it. it's kind of the same thing Except their homeless <laughs> population is almost non-existent So you're almost Like you're pretty much guaranteed To be walking next to a millionaire Every step you take Interesting And that's in Singapore mm-hmm. Yeah we stopped there on our deployment one time And I, I really love Singapore
0: how was like uh I guess just like cost of living or just like going around buying food, doing stuff, was that like priced out or do they still have like rational prices?
1: No, yeah, it's still rational. So the American dollar is more than I forgot what the Singapore Singapore currency is called. It's like Sing or some shit like that. And um mm-hmm. I would say like a hundred dollars American is like two fifty Sing. Something like that. Uh, okay,
0: so we can go and still have a good time.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, the public transportation system is super cheap. Uh, food's cheap. They have street food. Drinks are cheap, reasonably priced, and all that other good stuff, so.
0: Right. That's, that's kind of weird to think about. So, like, how was their public transportation? Was it, like, compared to, like, MARTA or, like, I don't know, New York City transportation? Like,
1: Anything. where would you see?
0: Blows Marta out of the water
1: Anything <laughs> blows New York City transportation
0: Out of the water <laughs> Yeah they got human sized rats running around Robbing people Yeah,
1: I mean it, like uh, Is it Singapore? Yeah Singapore is one of the cleanest countries They have a lot of uh, I, would say, I would say laws like They're mm-hmm. more like rules That you You shouldn't break Because if you break them you're going to get caned in, in the middle of the street, I have I bought a shot glass or like a like a beer glass with all the like laws on it and shit like shit you can't do you can't spit out your gum, you can't oh you know, litter okay. and shit like that so it's like really clean there, the like uh, majority of the transportation is taxis, but I remember getting a taxi from where our ship was all the way to downtown and only paying like five bucks, really. Yeah,
0: and like the taxi drivers were actual taxi drivers they weren't you know pissy old men
1: just angry to be alive trying to make a living man
0: yeah that's kind of a it's a weird switch around from like what we have to offer in Atlanta for instance like our public transportation whenever public transportation hits the city it's usually seen as negative yeah. because it's like okay now you're extending the reach of poor people into the city now they're gonna come around and which I don't know how many like poor people come into the city or like the criminals I feel like that's where a lot of the you know redlining people really get their rhetoric from is oh it's just gonna bring them and their communities in trouble eh. but okay. how many people that ride Marta go and rob a bank or you know steal something or i don't know causing insurrection
1: i motherfuckers like just trying to get to and from work bro they're trying to make it out of wherever they're living at bro
0: mm-hmm. just around the belt line it was a lot of uh it was a lot of companies that were investing in the belt line to you know do the whole revamp so all of atlanta in general is connected for the most part because the belt line was mostly around like really good areas like you know, uh, where does it go through? I know it goes through Decatur,
1: it goes through... East Atlanta, it uh, goes through uh, 5 points, or it goes Fulton, to Fulton, it goes
0: through Fulton, yeah. And they're just saying everywhere where the Beltline is, is pretty much just getting gentrified at this point. Like, heavily gentrified. And a lot of the companies that initially bought into, you know, revamping the Beltline, started pulling out because they were like hey the whole point of this was to provide a transportation means where people could just like buy a bike and if you need to have a safe route to drive up to you know from east Atlanta to Fulton to wherever else you may need to go on the metro you can get all the way up should be able to get up to like the battery
1: essentially from the belt line but never been to the battery I also have never been on the belt line I've been to Pont City Market but I've never been on the belt line the battery is interesting. It's
0: not bad. It's just really busy. Um, which, of course, you know, has the Brave Stadium by it. So, it's a lot of... And it's also probably, like, the biggest sporting... I guess it's not a city, but it's kind of like a city. It's its own, like, area. Uh, it's the closest thing to all the major universities. So, like, uh, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, and uh, Kennesaw are all, like, a 15 minute drive from the bat. So it's a lot of college atmosphere that's out there. A lot of live bands, a lot of bars. Got the Brave Stadium, a lot of hotels. You know, stuff is usually always happening around the battery. And, um, yeah, it's a cool place to take the family to. I would say it's family friendly.
1: Uh, you know, I enjoy Atlanta. Like, what? Well, I'd say I grew up there. I have a, uh, a love for Atlanta. But I also fucking hate Atlanta with a passion. So, <laughs> I mean, the traffic shit. Um, yeah, of course. A lot of the areas are like the crime rates are going bad. People are trying like everybody is scamming somebody there, no matter when. Man, what that is.
0: everybody's scamming, and I went to Texas for the for about six months, and the really crazy thing that I still don't understand is. You know, I was out there uh, doing an internship uh, at a at an engineering firm, and I was just, you know, the I was caught um, construction materials inspecting. So whether if it was like concrete or rebar inspections or pretty much foundational inspections from the soil to the foundation, mm-hmm. we were just checking. But a lot of the laborers that were there were all Mexican. I was like the only black person. Well, the only person who wasn't white, for the most part, maybe a few of the electrical guys that were on sites were white, you know, very, very, very small ratio of them were black people. But just seeing that kind of work, I, I just asked a few people, like, hey, why don't... There's a lot of black people in Dallas, and a lot of black people, or a decent amount in Fort Worth. Like, where's all the workers? Like, it's all... I'm not against Mexicans doing everything, honestly, everything in America is built on foreigners, honestly. No. And I'm just looking around like there's plenty of money to be made here. Like these guys are making a decent amount of money. But speaking specifically for Atlanta and you know, just understanding all construction or most of construction is gonna be foreign driven. Uh a lot of black people are pretty much just looking for the quick come up and uh, the quick come up an easy way forward um, they'll quit a job if they don't agree with the hours but the hours wouldn't even be over 40 hours a week so I will be confused like why are you why are you complaining a 40 hour work week is class of, that's extremely bottom line for an adult as yeah. a kid 40 hours was a lot but the older you get, 40 hours is like a baseline. After that is, hey, I'm actually trying to get closer to 50 hours. Once we start traveling into 60, that's where, you know, people start getting a little tired. But, uh, between that and, you know, we've been talking about, uh, the program or, you know, the path you took to, Mm -hmm. you know, getting some better income. And, it wasn't even like, you had a guaranteed paycheck at the end of it. It was just an opportunity that you just went forward with.
1: Yeah. Um, and Well, I'd say I wouldn't necessarily say that issue is, like, just strictly a black thing. I think it's not, more of a, you know, a lower class generational thing. Yeah, generational lower class type, like, lower class economy type ideology, I guess when um, I don't like using big words because it makes me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about but <laughs> I just I just see it as like the path I took was I was tired of doing the work that I was doing I was getting paid really good doing that work
0: What yeah over at the HVAC
1: yeah yeah HVAC I mean like I t- shit HVAC I topped out at like 70k a year which is not bad yeah. you know and being young if I was single with 70k a year I would know what to do with myself but especially <laughs> with a family 70k my family lived my kids didn't worry about what their next meal was bills were paid on time you know shit like that Right. but I knew that HVAC wasn't going to be for me cause I'm pretty sure somewhere down the line my back was going to be fucked up and I do not want to Walk around with a cane at least until I'm, you know, sixty-five. Yeah, I was about to say at forty, you might be walking in hobbling left and right. Yeah, so I, you know, I went. I, I, I always like kind of dealing with computers and shit growing up. So I was like, you know, what can I do that's different that I can still maintain myself and work and still make money the same amount, if not more. And I found that program. I, I signed up for the part-time program because I still was, I was still gonna work. During uh huh. What is the program, by the way? Uh, it was a it was a web development program. So like, coding, or like front end coding. I'd say it's front end because a lot of it is, you know, when you go to a website and you look like all the visual aspect of it. Like if you go to Facebook and you see like the post and all this other shit. Like that's the yeah. coding that I was learning, and okay, so the aesthetics, pretty much, like the yeah. actual like aesthetics, like the look of it, you know. And once you get into this like field, there's a bunch of different like branches that you could go to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I do now is kind of, I would. It's called full stack, so I do like that that front end area, but I also do the back end, which is. The actual creation of the post and stuff So like all the information Like if I type a post that says fuck you And I hit enter It takes that And then it saves it onto a database And you're able to Save that and post it up there And if somebody were to comment on it or like it It recognizes that like once you click that like button And stores it with that post So There's a bunch of different ways you can do it But what I went to school for was like the front end and right. it was part time, so I was still working HVAC, and I would get off about six, and from six thirty to eleven thirty at night, I was in school. Right and, uh about a month or two, like a month into it, I was like, I can't do this shit. I can't get off at six, go to school at six thirty. You know, but pretty much wake up at six a.m every mm-hmm. day and get off of like go to sleep at one in the morning or something Shit. like that i couldn't do yeah. it so i was like yeah i'll just take the chance and i'll just quit this job and just straight up go to school um, mm-hmm. for the rest of the time and it worked out it ended up working out so my school was only like three months three or four months long and mm-hmm. on the third month i ended up getting hired like, right. like a local local like hospital system the pay was decent it was like 65k a year but yeah. still i mean it's, it's good but i was i was shooting for like amazon facebook google or something like that right um, so i worked at this company for about a year once i got some experience under my belt then i started going for amazon and, and did you apply for Amazon? Yeah. I applied. You know, I applied to Amazon 11 times. So oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I applied to Amazon 11 times, got denied 10,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I finally got
1: hired on to Amazon. I actually, I had an interview with Google at the same time I had an interview with Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it just worked out to where Amazon was the better option for right now. So Right so yeah i mean i went from making 65 a year to 120 yeah. not including my uh va disability
0: right that's just what amazon's paying you and the the residual is just the residual
1: yeah and this is all in like a fucking it's all in a year's like a year's time span you know a year and a half yeah. i guess cuz i you know i spent 3 or 4 months going to school spend a year yeah. working the other job then now I'm at Amazon yeah cause
0: the last time we recorded I think you were you were in the middle of well actually I think you had got picked up at the 65k job mm-hmm. and then we just stopped We uh, I went off and started going on engineering adventures and you went on adventures in Amazon but um yeah just a year's worth of work and effort and the biggest thing is like you know I'll get on to my part I did a six month internship at uh, at an engineering company in Texas uh, doing the construction materials testing but um, like neither of us really knew what was going to happen in the next since our last recording neither of us really knew what was going to happen like in another 12 to 15 months yeah you know it it was, uh, and I would say it's good to have two different perspectives, like, you know, we're both approaching it, approaching each of our situations the same way, you're doing it with multiple children uh, and a wife, and I'm doing it solo, but the methodology is still the same, you know, if I wasn't in engineering school, I told you this when we were talking about the other day, I would give a shot at this encoding thing, and They're just like software development and even as I am right now, if I could find time throughout my semester, if I just get to a point where I'm like, hey, I could balance more on my plate right now, shit, I might just start doing it.
1: Hey, man, come to the dark side. (laughs) I mean, you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy the work. So it's not really much. It wasn't really too much of a change for me. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, if you if you enjoy it or you have somewhat of an interest in it, it's not hard. You know, I like I said, I make one hundred twenty thousand a year, but that's entry level money. Like I'm still considered entry level. That's wild. Mid level, two fifty, easy. Senior level management, three three fifty four hundred. You know. So that's wild. So, I mean, it's definitely, there's definitely money to be made. And I won't say that, like, the work is easy. Learning the coding is easy. But, like, being able to risk all that, you know, I have a wife, I I have two kids. I had a house that I had a mortgage for, you know, bills to pay and shit and just to quit work on a whim with no guarantee that I'm going to get a job after the fact. Yeah, I mean that was a really tough decision to make, so. Yeah, of course. I, you know, I, after, you know, I'm I'm really selective about who I tell certain things. Like, obviously, I just told everybody what like my salary yeah, range is. But it's our planet. <laughs> but, real like somewhat selective. So like I made a post. I remember I made a post once I got hired at Amazon on Facebook. You know, I was like. Yeah one of the biggest tech companies in the world i'm able to get a job at i'm able to work at and like all everybody was kind of supporting me everybody that didn't really know it was what that entailed was like oh you know that's good good job blase blase. but the very few people that knew or like caught wind of like what software engineering was or they knew how much they got paid at amazon Hmm. they would message me on facebook and they'd be like yo like, I'm trying to get to where you are. You know what I'm saying? How, yeah. How did you do this, 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 and that? And I would tell them exactly step by step how I did this shit, and I would hear nothing from it later on. Yeah. And you know that's shit. That was I'd say about five, or six months ago that I made that post. Right. And them people are still in the same fucking position that they're in. You
0: know. Yeah bruh and it confuses me because it's I don't know I guess I, I don't know the di- why I mean the world is the world and people are people you know not everybody is gonna be not everybody is gonna use the same level of like you know they say common sense is common sense for other people like it varies depending on who you're talking to like just putting in the effort to do it in the first place, for one, it's uncomfortable. For two, you literally had to get told no 10 times before you finally heard yes. And, you know, that was still in a place where you already had a job secured, but the initial step you took was risky. And that's the thing is growth doesn't happen from safe positions. It's, you know, once you get to a point where you can make a little bit more risky decisions because you have a little bit more of a buffer that's behind you. It's not just gonna come from oh, I work hard. All right, but what direction are you going in? You know that makes a huge difference and do you even know what the effort that you're putting in is going towards? And that one isn't as it is important because I you know it's a lot of scammers in Atlanta who put a lot of effort into scamming but the amount of effort they could put into scamming, and I told my homegirl this one time, and she she thought I was crazy, and she still calls me insane. I had told her anybody can learn calculus.
1: Mm-hmm. And she
0: was like, you know, that's the most, she was like, that's so optimistic, but she was like, a lot of people's, like, brain capacities isn't going to do this, it's not going to do that. And I told her, unless you have, like, a mental, a mental disability where you actually cannot connect the dots. There's something different about you where physiologically you cannot connect. Anybody can learn calculus. Anybody can learn cal- most of the stuff just from the college standpoint. M- most of college is just knowing how to pass a class. Oh, yeah. But part of knowing how to pass a class is you'll retain something from that information by the end of calculus or physics or chemistry or differential equations, statics, whatever classes you're taking, you don't become a master in that subject. You understand the subject. You, Somebody could tell you you know, a breakdown of whatever's going on, and you can catch the gist. It's like if you learn a language, but you don't speak it every day. You may not be fluent in it, but you understand it. So if you do happen to go back or... You need to navigate your way through something. You're not entirely lost. You have a baseline of yeah, where yeah. things came from, but people don't want to create that baseline. And even if it means a six-figure salary, and you know, the first question that may come up is always oh, is a, "Well, what type of job is guaranteed?" And it's like, bro, there are no
1: jobs guaranteed at no. the end of any of this. <laughs> Non-guaranteed I mean And the other thing for me It wasn't about the money Like that's a great Side effect of the shit But Right Like I was saying Like I needed something That I could be around My kids growing up I could be Present At
0: home I could be Yeah cause you work re- Entirely remote
1: Yeah I work remote Yeah Like I We just got done Traveling the country In a RV For far Four months Pretty much it Yeah Yeah Um, it was to save my fucking back, you know? So, (laughs) you know, those are the things that I did. And I, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that you're always evolving as a person. So if I were to, like, I started off in high school, I worked at McDonald's. And the first thing I said once I got hired at McDonald's and started working was, I don't want to do this shit no more. I don't want to work in a fucking fast food <laughs> restaurant. I don't want to work in a fucking food industry at all. I did not. <laughs> so, oh man, I joined the Navy. I was like, I don't want to be in the fucking Navy anymore. I hate yeah, this shit. That's the next. Level. And I got the fuck out. But I knew once I got out, I had to do something to work. So while I was in the Navy, I went to school for HVAC. Got out, started working HVAC. A fucking year into that, I was like, nah, this is not going to (laughs) work. So while I was trying to figure out what to do, you know, or yeah, while I was trying to figure out what to do, I was working and doing the shit I didn't like to do in order to reach that next step, I guess. I don't know. It it sounds easy. I know everybody's not on that. Like, not everybody thinks like that. But I guess the biggest thing I want people to realize is that no matter what path you take... It's not about the money. It's about you having some type of freedom for yourself. You having the ability to learn and go and do whatever you want to do. Because if I don't want to do the software engineering shit anymore and I wanna become a fucking pilot, I know what steps I need to take. I need to go get my pilot's license. I need to go to school. You know? And I can become a pilot. Yeah, and
0: to go on that, it's of course it's gonna sound like a Cliche, but the having the mindset of I could do anything that I really want to do, that level of confidence, I feel like so many people they have, but it's again it's in the wrong direction. That's you know mathematically, that's one of the, or physically, that's one of the first things they teach you in physics is you know speed isn't everything when you're talking about most of everything that has to do with Physics and why things move or why things don't move—it's typically speed and direction. You have to have speed and direction, or the problem is just kind of ambiguous. Nobody knows what you're talking about. You could say I live north. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's just direction. What speed are you going? What direction are you coming from? Oh, I'm going 70 miles per hour. Where? Like that—that that still doesn't answer anything. You. It's always going to have to be speed and direction. It's going to have to be weight weight along with what is going to be added into whatever function you're trying to put it in, whether if it's integrated or differentiated. Big words that just mean you're putting something in or you're taking something out. But it's always multifaceted. And when it comes to the work that you've done or the work that I've done, the money wasn't a determinant in the direction that we were going it had something to do with it if you know we're not gonna go and get a certification in basket weaving for fun that could be like a side hobby or something or like i would say for something a little bit more relatable from my side i'm not gonna go and try to become a professional musician i've been playing the drum since i was 10 i'm picking up on the keyboard now I'm just out of boredom i like learning new instruments yeah. I could play gigs and get paid a couple hundred dollars here and there every every week or every other week playing live music in Atlanta. Atlanta has plenty of live music scenes I could go play for, but every day that I'm practicing the drums to play a gig for an extra $500, that's taking time away from me studying for engineering school. And a lot of the direction that I've been getting from, or the opportunities I've been getting from engineering school hasn't necessarily been in one place. Um, all of last year, I just spent the entire year being full time education. And one of my professors had asked if I wanted a job for the winter season because you know, uh, December comes around, there are no classes that go on during December up until the first week or two of January. Mm -hmm. And he said, Hey, I know uh, one of my old alum, one of my old students, he's down in. This area, I can get you a job there as soon as tomorrow, if you want. So I picked it up, started doing land surveying for a little bit. It's in the field of civil engineering, or engineering in general, so it was a good doorway for me to go in, see what happens before land is ever broken, how plats of land are designed, how lots are set up. Interesting to see. Most of the job was just walking through woods with a machete and driving sticks into the ground that was it there wasn't too much other complicated stuff going on um got picked up for another internship out in well for an internship in texas the surveying was a full-time job and the internship was a full-time job too and on that side i got to see from the soil how the soil is tested how things are uh, compress how the soil is compressed before anything is ever built, what type of soil conditioning may need to exist for a proper foundation to be built on it. If you're building a tower, the biggest project was probably a twenty-three foot not foot twenty-three story tower that was going up in Plano, Texas. And we had to drop here fifty feet into the ground and seeing how many different layers of soil we had to go through before we found a certain place. It was a lot of rules that went along with it and a lot of codes, a lot of specific steps, but as a whole, it wasn't complicated from no. a technician side. And the job had a lot of pretty good benefits. They started off at about like 15, 16 an hour, but they give you a company truck that has a fuel card. You could use the truck more or less however you wanted. You couldn't go just like in your free time being a moving company, putting people's furniture in the back of the trucks and doing stuff like that. But for day-to-day use, I'll say in the last six months I was in Texas, I drove my car a total of like seven days. Mm. And I refueled it twice. So that was a huge benefit. They also paid a stipend for my housing so I didn't have to pay for the place I was staying. The paychecks I was getting were entirely mine. Got a lot of experience and got to see that. And then the when I got back the Navy is also talking to me saying hey we want to pull you closer to the nuclear engineering side uh, all we need for you to do is complete these two classes just finish these two classes and we'll put you back on salary and we'll just pay for the rest of your school you can keep the rest of your benefits you just have to do another contract with us which for me enticing enough and also commission as an officer is the NUPOC program if anybody wanted to know yeah, they're always scratching for more candidates because the Navy I think has the biggest they're the biggest user of nuclear energy in America no, don't do it <laughs>
1: don't do
0: it it's, it's more for the, for the opportunity to really work in the nuclear field or that level of resources because eventually as hard headed as America is in the world we're going to have to use nuclear energy eventually.
1: I mean it's clean it's clean fuel
0: it's clean it's it's usability is far greater than fossil fuels because fossil fuels you can only use a finite amount of them before you have to get more nuclear lasts for so much longer it's not a perfect you know solution, of course, it's going to have radioactive decay, and once that radioactive decay exists, you have to store it in, a, in an extremely specific way, it has to be deep beneath the earth. But as when it comes to you know greenhouse gases or damage to the ozone layer, climate issues, it's mass wise one of the cleaner ways to do things, and when it comes to just like powering homes. Northern countries and cold places have been doing it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Russia, Alaska, a lot of Canada that's you know in the that's in the colder regions in Ohio, uh, Norway, Michigan. Ohio, Michigan it's, it's, it's not in America uses nuclear reactors already. that's the thing it's just we don't make them bigger. Like, the Navy could 100% take over the nuclear grid in America and still have power left over. And they use boats. The fact that a few boats can power the current usage of nuclear supply, nuclear energy in America is kind of outlandish. That's like saying, you know, I could go buy a bottle of water that has more water than your house contains. (laughs) That's like the scale-wise how ridiculously small the American um, nuclear plants are but one day we'll politically figure out a way to move forward with that but at least energy wise in the or in the engineering field if I'm going to put hard work in a direction construction isn't bad construction is a lot of just you know hard work you're getting your feet in the mud and you're working Yeah, you'll get paid well from it but you are working in nuclear, I expect the same thing, but one side is just building buildings and houses, which neato. The other one, I feel, is just a little bit more fulfilling. If I'm gonna go crazy trying to do something or working hard,
1: right? I mean,
0: and at the end of the day, it's a uh the total time that I'll actually be working is like three years. You know, the first two years is just training in san diego and then the last three years i'll just be attached to a command and from what the guy said and the program's been around for a while Mm -hmm. it's extremely hard for them to keep nuclear engineers which is why they keep throwing all the bells and whistles Mm
1: -hmm.
0: towards college students like they waived the um they waived the test Uh, the naval naval officer test for nuclear engineers just waved it all together they were like you don't have to take it as long as you finish these two classes and you're not a felon yeah you could we'll we'll
1: sign you up now I'm not gonna steer you away from that however I'm gonna tell you that there's a reason why they have such a high turnover rate oh yeah people jump ship as soon as possible Yes, but there's there's a reason for that. Are they hiding bodies? No, they're not hiding bodies. It's just <laughs> it's attached to the navy, and the navy's not bad. I was in the navy. I, you know, I loved it for the most part. But <laughs> there's a lot of caveats that come to that. You know, saying you as a commissioned officer, regardless of what you do, you're not gonna be strict like doing strictly nuclear stuff
0: right if you're on a boat yeah that's something else he was saying like yeah when it's your time on the boat and you have to go off doing a bunch of other miscellaneous activities you're just doing a bunch of miscellaneous activities
1: and I would tell you there's only two types of ships that have nuclear capability as far as I'm concerned
0: and I'm not getting on a submarine I was about to that's... Say, aircraft
1: carrier or submarine <laughs> and there's only a limited amount of aircraft carriers
0: well the submarine from what he said is entirely voluntary It was like we can't make you get on a submarine and the carriers most likely he was he was saying there's like four different jobs available for carriers but that's pretty much what he broke down like yeah you're gonna be on a carrier And you'll be docked at one place until you're not, and then you go around and do your thing. Which, it's military stuff. I accept the chips for what they are, and the BS for what it's going to be. I've been in the Air Force for going on nine years at this point. I don't consider it a new shade of shit, I just consider it the same... Well, actually, yes, it's just a different shade of the same shit. It's all... Shit, at the end of the day, like the Air Force wasn't in any way, shape, or you know, of course, like the quality of living is nicer, I guess, but the politics and the additional duties, like when I was deployed, uh, part of my job was going around the perimeter and picking up trash. I am a security <laughs> forces member. <laughs> Not a trash, trash man. man. I was so very irritated that day. Like, why am I picking up this trash on my day off? This doesn't make sense.
1: Nah, I mean, I, I think it will be a good opportunity. I just, um, I was just saying, just take take what that man's saying with a grain of salt.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It's not all sugar coated. No, it's very much an investment in, you know, thirty five and beyond. That's Really, the bigger investment that I'm looking at is, you know, at the end of the day, if I have to do another bid with the military, how would I want to do it? Yeah. And also from the engineering side, I also see, hey, you could go in, do a... If you're going to spend... Pretty much if I'm going to spend three years getting any type of experience, what type of experience is it going to be? And if I'm a part of just managing nuclear reactor off rip instead of having to be like a technician going out digging up soil around a certain location where we have to do this and you have to do that for a year and a half and then you have to okay cool yeah interesting stuff if I'm gonna be in the field I'm gonna do it how I may at least get decent experience out of it but that kind of goes into the you know not about the paycheck it's about the the total of everything that's coming out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to gain experience on the back end. You're going to gain a new type, new skill, new knowledge. Once you come out, you're going to have new relationships so you can network with other people. You know, yeah, I see the benefits of it.
0: Yeah, and I would say my mindset is the best thing God has ever given me is just... You know, hard work is what I'm there for. My offline work is my offline work. Or, you know, work, relationships, what I do on my time off. Mm -hmm. You know, I take that as, you know, this is mine. I've never really considered work to ever be like a dream, necessarily. You know, I don't want it to be torture. Yeah, Some parts of, you know, active duty enlisted were 100% torture at some point, just... Hey, why are we doing ruck marches if it's destroying our knees? This doesn't make sense. This right. it seems backwards, but it's tradition. Whatever they like to say. But just a year from that, and being able to get just to be able to get this experiences that I've had so far has been, you know, of course, a blessing. Um, and still, the opportunity to grow from it is just as amazing you know there's still outside opportunities from just the things that you've done or i've gotten offers from other other fields that seem interesting Mm -hmm. they're more so things that i would do in my part-time but you know opportunity doesn't stop just because one thing you've tried doesn't work you know you went from mcdonald's to the point you're at and I went from Chick-fil-A to the point I'm at.
1: Yeah, and you know, the crazy thing is we're still young. I mean realistically I I feel old as shit. But realistically we're still young. <laughs> you know, we're below the age of thirty. Oh, you decided to start to
0: just get get somebody pregnant multiple times. <laughs> yes, you just decided to let the rubber go and put it on blast. You
1: know my thought process behind that was I'd be able to play with my kids while while they're young still you know
0: you are not wrong you do get that out the way pretty early nah but
1: it just happened that way and <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want them to grow up poor so was this <laughs> was the, the byproduct of that and anything can change in an instant so
0: that is a great motivation
1: so Hey. um do you do you have any people that you talk to that are still in the military on their way transitioning their way out
0: uh the ones that I've talked to they're at least two or two plus years out okay and you know I've, I've pitched engineering school to the few people who ever care to listen to it not that many people ever want to go through the amount of math we have to mm-hmm. do so Understandable, it is mind numbing to say the least. I enjoy the mind numbingness, I don't know why it's kind of like you know, fighting getting punched in the face just makes you more curious as to how not to get punched in the face. Right? It's really weird, it only makes sense to people who are crazy enough to try it. But, um, for the thing for uh, the coding and software engineer thing that you've been talking about, I looked into it. And I was giving them some of the background for military members It, I would say this. If you don't ever care to go back to school, this is a much better, you know, shot at if you're going to take vocational time. And I just told them all, hey, can you endure one semester, essentially, of this? That's all you have to do is one semester, four months. That's it, Right they'll help you get hired at the end they'll put you through real life exercises that help build a portfolio so companies know and their reputable software uh, teaching courses so the company already knows hey this is what you should be learning this is what you should be coming in with so we're already willing to give you this over a college student who did a thesis paper did a school project on some random stuff you know, you gave us a real body of work. Yeah. And I will say... I will, one, one person... One person said he was going to look into it. Because I told him, he was, oh, I got two years left. I don't know, I'm already feeling burnt out. I was like, hey, while you're sitting at the desk, just give this course a try. Uh, and that's, that's especially with security forces, man. A lot of times, once you are NCO, you are sitting behind a desk. A lot of times, you are spending a lot of time behind a desk. And a lot of the time you're spending behind a desk, you're killing time because they won't let you leave yet. So, and even when you get home, you don't have anything to do. Military members don't have, like, homework from... Sometimes we do, depending on if you're going up for a duty position. But... If you're gonna take time to do anything, for one, for all security forces people, um, don't pursue higher than an associates in criminal justice. That associates is cool to get, just because it's transferable credits. If you ever do decide to go to school, it will get it. A lot of it's transferable, and it'll at least kill the first two years of school or of an associate's side of school. So the boring stuff most high school kids have to go through is high school Mm
1: 2.0.
0: Don't go for a bachelor's in criminal justice. (laughs) Please, please do not, do not kill your benefits, which I know you get it every year, but please, I would way, way above it. Just say, hey, coding may be a little bit boring to you, but I promise you the stuff you'll be doing with a paycheck will not be boring. Oh, yeah. Just... I mean... It's it's a good... Opera. I don't even know how to say... It. If I were, I swear if I was in an engineer in school, I would have just signed up for it already.
1: I mean, I'm not telling you this, but in I, an eight-hour day, I work about three hours. <laughs> yeah guys (laughs) so just take that with take that information do whatever you want to do with it Um, I mean it's good and if you want to learn to trade learn to trade there's nothing wrong with that Um, it's it's just the the ability to keep going and advancing no matter what you do right that's what you really want to strive for right so
0: I hope I just want people to have as many opportunities as they can, and that's about the most I think anybody could ever ask for. They call America the land of opportunity. Amongst all the stuff that are that's like slightly controversial, I would say that's the most accurate thing when it comes to the whole American idea of why immigrants come here, and you know the big flagship of ours. We are very much the land of opportunity there's always a chance that somebody that grew up in a house with very little to no heating I, I would say Shannon Sharp is a great example he literally didn't have plumbing in his house I don't know how legally they were able to live in that house back then but um You yeah, know, it's it's a lot of opportunity out here
1: that's a lot you're just gonna take the shit man you got try just try. That's all I asked. It. That's all you have to do is try. And, you know, yeah. I thought it was bullshit when, you know, the teachers were always telling you, you know, you can be anything you want to be. When you
0: Which teacher taught you that? Miss P, rest her soul, she said everything in the opposite direction of that. Miss P would insult you on a daily
1: basis. Interesting. Uh, So, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to wrap this up on my end. My my family is figuring, trying to figure out what the fuck I'm doing right now, so. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. That's good talk, man. We We gotta, we gotta start being a little more consistent with these things.
0: (laughs) Man, I gotcha. We gotta, as long as we keep consistent have to keep consistent and not let it sit long enough for somebody to hack the account and just delete everything yeah that'd be great all right i think i'm gonna wrap it up right about here